0: Good job you, you did, yeah. But, but it's good that you memorized it, because, you know, you said it even though I was going with baselines. so thank you. All right, Jesus is the hope of the world. He's beauty, he's truth, he's hope and joy, and uh, I think the Apostle John said it best. He said it's life, he is life itself. And so we want to reach out to those around us to help them wherever they are in their faith journey to come to know Jesus and to grow closer to him throughout their lives. And of course, the starting point for that is to help them take that first step towards Jesus to get connected to him. And this morning, we're going to be talking about how we can recognize uh, and make the most of the opportunities that God gives us to do that. We're finishing a series called uh, Living Stones, and we've been looking at some ways that we can be intentional about joining God in the work that he's doing right now in our church. And the primary passage of scripture that we've been using throughout this series comes from 1 Peter 2.5. It is our memory verse for the series, and we're going to read it again together today. 1 Peter 2.5. And you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 1 Peter two five. And Jesus is the central piece there. He is the cornerstone that God is building his church on, and And he is placing us purposefully, and I like the image that Peter gives us here, like stones that are alive, uh, living stones, full of life, and he's placing us purposefully into his church. And um, that's the key, too, that we aren't here for our own purposes. Uh, We aren't here for the coffee, as good as it might be, uh, and it often is. We can get coffee at Starbucks or Mr. B's. We are here for God's purposes. And there are some specific actions that we can all take to be involved intentionally in what God would have us to be about as a church. And we've been talking about these four things in the series. And the first was to look up. And that's the prayer piece that the church should be a house of prayer and we are to be about praying, and so we have started these praise and prayer services, and I've, on the back of your message notes, I've put the schedule for the next several weeks. Um, there isn't one this week because I'm at annual conference, but on June 19th, we'll be back into those, and um, <clears throat> that one's here. And then we'll skip a couple weeks for my vacation, I'm sorry, but, uh, and then we'll be back, and we'll do it pretty regular after that during July. Then the second thing uh, that we can all do is to show up, uh, and that is to be present in worship, to be present in the places that God sends us throughout the week uh, as his representatives. The third thing that we've talked about is to join in. And last week we looked at that structure and the ministry flow of the church and how we can get plugged into some teams uh, to join in and to team up with some others to to serve in the church and then the fourth action that we can take to get involved is to reach out and um so we're going to look up show up join in and reach out and if we were to all do those things with fervor and passion the god possibilities in our church would be endless today we're going to explore how we can reach out and help others get connected to god and the church and um Peter gives us that memory verse that we've been looking at, but then later on in the same letter, he gives he talks to his readers and he, and he gives them this advice. He says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And Peter, like Steve was just talking about, is expecting that we, as followers of Jesus Christ, Christ will live our lives in the way that Jesus taught us to live and as we do that others will see our joy or our peace in the midst of trials or our hope and positive ways as we go through life challenges or the patience that you have with your kids, right? Everybody's patient with their kids and their grandkids or just the way that we love other people. And they'll want to know why. They'll ask the questions: uh, Where does the joy come from? Where? How do you get so much patience? And um, wouldn't it be the greatest compliment if someone were to become fascinated with Jesus Christ because of the way that you live your life? You know, there's so much vying for people's attention in the world today, and for their hearts. And yet, Scripture tells us that God has placed eternity into every person's heart. Uh, Another way that I've heard that expressed is that every person has a God-shaped hole in their heart, uh, something that can only be filled with God. And when people see us living our lives as Christ lived his life, um, and they see the fruit of God's Spirit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things, uh, steadfastness they'll become intrigued and interested in the source of those things because those are the god pieces that are missing in their heart and in their life and and Peter says that at some point they're going to ask the question and you should be ready to explain the hope that is in you so we're going to uh, actually look at a different letter in the New Testament this morning we're going to turn to colossians um. Two four two, and it's written by the apostle Paul. And Paul was a follower of Jesus Christ, but he he hadn't always been a follower of Jesus. At one point, he was a persecutor of the church. He did everything that he could to wipe the the followers of Jesus Christ off of the face of the earth. He had them arrested, beaten, imprisoned, and um, he just hated the name of Jesus and anyone connected with it. So if you think that your neighbor will never be interested in Jesus, think again. Because in Paul's day, Paul was at the top of that and will never be interested in Jesus' list. And yet, Jesus appeared to him. He revealed himself to Paul in such a powerful way that Paul uh, realized that Jesus was who he said he was. And his life did a 180-degree turn. And so can your neighbor's life. God can. God is at work in every person's life, and He can um, change them and turn them around too. So, um, Paul became so convinced that Jesus was who He said He was that He traveled all over the known world to tell people about Jesus. And and you know, even when he faced persecution, he was beaten, he was stoned, he was shipwrecked, and yet he continued to tell people about Jesus, to reach out and help people get connected to Jesus. So this is who we're learning from this morning. Someone who knew what it was to risk everything to share the good news about life in Christ. We're going to start in um, verse 2 of chapter 4. And here Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer. And that's the starting point. You're not ready to reach out until you look up. So devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful... everyone and this is basically paul's uh, faith sharing 101 class Um, in this passage we see uh, three essentials to sharing your faith if you want to pull out your message notes we're going to look at those and the first essential uh, to help people get connected to jesus is to start with prayer Uh, Because all the doors are closed doors until God opens them. Scripture says that we live in a fallen world, that we are dead in our sins, and kind of comatose spiritually, and only God can make us alive. Only God can awaken in us a desire for God, a hunger for more of God. So Paul tells the Colossians to pray for him that God will open a door for him to tell others about Jesus. And prayer is central, central to this. So if you think that you can turn Saul's into Paul's on your own, then you'll be sadly disappointed with the results. God is the only one who can move people to be receptive to the good news. And you never know when that opportunity will come. God is the opener of doors and and Jesus said, "No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. so start with prayer um, prayer for the person um, one of the things that I do is whenever there's a home around me for sale i'll begin to pray for that person that that will be a person who's open to the gospel and that God'll already be at work in their life. Um, pray for your neighbors, pray for family who haven't yet received christ pray for friends Uh, start with prayer and then pray that god will open the doors for you to speak to them about jesus or about your church uh, what god's doing in your life and then number two be ready (laughs) be ready when he opens the door and make the most of every opportunity God is opening doors all around us all the time. And, you know, I think that we all have those moments where we get in the car after we've been visiting with someone or you're going home from a soccer game or something, and then it hits you, oh, I had an opportunity there to offer to pray for that person. I had an opportunity to insert a little story that got something that God did in my life that fit perfectly with that, and you just missed that opportunity and the topic changed or the person went home but paul says pray that i may proclaim it the good news about jesus clearly as i should be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders you know like steve said you're not beating them over the head make the most of every opportunity when god opens the door Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you'll know how to answer everyone. So be ready when God opens the door. Make the most of those opportunities. And, you know, sometimes we get hung up on the words that we're going to use, and so we just don't say anything. But um, you don't really need to know a bunch of theological words. They're not interested in those anyways. They just want to hear a sincere, authentic telling of what Christ is doing in your life, what Christ can do in their life. So just be genuine, be authentic, be yourself, be ready to tell your story. You don't have to tell anybody else's story. Um, And be full of grace, seasoned with salt, and God will use that. And then the third uh, thing, trust God with the results. Because even a closed door can become an open door. Sometimes when we reach out to someone, or maybe we invite them to church or uh, something, or share a little bit of something with them, and and they don't respond in the way that we hoped, uh, we can get down about that. But we have to trust God and recognize that a closed door may not stay closed. Uh, people go through different stages of their life. Wesley used to talk about to his itinerant preachers, you know, they, they would go to all these different places, and he'd say, if they're not responsive today, move on, because God will be at work there, and there'll be a time uh, when they were, will be. So, it, you know, if somebody's not interested in Jesus today, uh, maybe next week or next year or in a, a few years when life circumstances change, and God's part is to open the door. Our part is to be living our lives in such a way that we're available and we're ready to answer the questions when he opens that door. And this morning we're going to watch a video, hopefully. <clears throat> we tested it at the beginning of worship. It worked. Uh, about a man who had that same uh, opportunity and, he, and uh, what God did through that. So i got to change the, the, this is my part.
1: I have worked as an air traffic controller at one of the world's busiest airports. And in the lunchroom one day, uh, there was a group of veteran controllers sitting at another table who were pretty crude. And then one of them said he grew up in a Christian home where his parents forced him to go to church and he hated it and never wanted to go back. And he mentioned the name of the church. And when he did, it was like a dagger in my heart to think... That's the kind of church I go to. Because of that name being there, it caused me to really uh, feel a lot of pain. But I didn't say anything. I waited until everybody left the room except he and I. And as we were washing our dishes at the sink, I said, Dennis, I didn't know that you went to church. And he turned to me and shook his fist in my face and said, Don't you ever talk to me about God, religion, or anything like that. I have to work with you. So I didn't. But I tried to offer him the same dignity and respect that I would offer anybody. I really did a lot of self-questioning, I guess. You know, am I going about this wrong? For what reason would someone respond that way when it was a rather innocent question? As I thought through the process, I went everything from I'm discouraged and and don't want to offer up those kind of questions, but it also caused me to go back and take a look at, at why would he respond that way? I did ask some of my brothers to help me pray for this guy. I'm kind of out of options. I don't know what it's going to take. About eight years later, I was working at a radar scope one day, and he walked up and then asked me, what time does church start on Sunday? And I told him, and Dennis showed up. He brought his wife. After a few times of attending and going to lunch with my wife and I, he came to me and he said, Sandy, I know the way that I've been living has been wrong, and I need to correct that. But my wife has never heard about Jesus Christ or any story from the Bible, would you study with her? And my wife Cindy and I sat down and we studied with with Dennis and Sharon and she became a Christian after that study and I was so happy. And a few years later I was working in Seattle, Washington and he called me and he said, Sandy I'm selling everything that I have and Sharon and I are going to go off to a Bible training school and then we're going to Cambodia to be missionaries. And I was just shocked at that transformation. I said, Dennis, you've come a long way from shaking your fist in my face. And that transformation has been priceless to watch the change in that individual. I know Dennis had to hear me telling stories about mission trips. I use those as talking points to get conversations started with people. And then you end up with the follow-up questions where people will say, why did you take your vacation time and go do that? it gives you an opportunity to talk about what Christ means to you. I've I've often thought of myself as being a missionary, but a vocational missionary, kind of like Paul made tents. And so I think about myself at at the workplace as being God's representative there. When I get discouraged at work, and I think that maybe nobody's watching, nobody's paying attention, maybe my witness is not effective, um, rather than thinking about moving on, I just need to think about living a Christ-like life, because somebody's watching me all the time.
0: All right. That's kind of a theme this morning, and, and we get that um, opportunity, that joy to be a part of those kinds of life transformations as we live our life for Christ and just Take those opportunities that God gives us and opens up. Just have the faith to step through that door and and to speak into people's lives. And um, to remember that a closed door might not stay closed forever. Keep praying for the people in your life. Uh, The Bible says God cares about every person. He doesn't wish for anyone to perish. So um, our responsibility is to continue to pray for them and watch for those open doors uh, this week, Chris Leatherman and I are headed off to annual conference. So thinking about that and the sermon, I uh, remembered a story from a few years ago when I was at annual conference, all the pastors and the lay members were supposed to get in these smaller groups and have some discussion and then bring a report back to the conference on these various topics. Some of the groups were talking about whether we should boycott Nestle's wa- Nestle Water, water, you know, bottled water and those kind of things. But I was assigned to the group to discuss the question, should Christians share their faith? And in this group, uh, the group leader started the group by uh, asking us to go around and for each of us to share uh, how it was that we came to faith in Christ and if there was a person that we could point to that we would be able to trace that back to. And so we went around the circle, and each person was sharing their experiences and how they came to that point in their life where they came to faith in Jesus Christ and who that one person was. And the uh, last person to speak was an older man. He was a retired pastor, and his story really hit me. He said that when he was 10 years old, there was an older lady that lived next door, and she came over and invited him to their v b s and He told her no i'm I'm not interested in that and he politely shut the door, but he said that that just stuck with him, that somebody cared enough about him to invite them and uh, invite him to that and later on, as an adult, he got even more curious about church and what it was all about. And he decided that he would go to church. And he went and he became a follower of Jesus Christ and then later on a pastor. And he said she had no idea. She thought it was a rejection. But if I were to trace my faith back to one person, it would be that woman. And, um, you know, that kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? What seeds you've planted and uh, has that ever been you? That how many times have we invited someone or talked to someone about Jesus and one way feeling kind of like you blew it or felt like that was an offer that was rejected, when in reality down the road God would use it in some way to really change and transform that person's life? Or wouldn't it kind of blow you away if you found out down the road that someone became a pastor because you invited them to mega sports camp or... Something like that that God used that as the starting point in their journey to becoming a pastor, not every door stays closed, so be watchful, be patient, be ready. Uh, Jesus said this as he was praying for his disciples in john seventeen eighteen I forgot to change it back I'm sorry that was my responsibility john seventeen eighteen as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. As God sent Jesus, Jesus sends us out into the world. God is ascending God. And he's sending us into our workplaces, into our neighborhoods, right in our very own home sometimes, uh, uh, with the good news. And like the gentleman in the video said, we are missionaries. And I think sometimes we think of a missionary as somebody that has to go you know, like Stephanie, to Arizona or off to a foreign country or something. And so we let ourselves off the hook. But God has placed each of us strategically as his missionaries. And as you go about your day-to-day life uh, and your life intersects with the lives of others in those places that you have influence, uh, in your homes, at your workplace, in the neighborhood, at the restaurant, at a soccer game, uh, while you're going about your life, God will be opening doors because you are his missionary in that place. God loves people, and he wants to reach out to them, and he reaches out to them through us. Um, There's a world of people out there that are living day to day, and some are going to miss out on eternity, and God has put you in their life so that they can know that they were created for a relationship with God that will last forever. And this church exists right here, right now, for a purpose. God has strategically placed you as a living stone in this church, and then you go out into your neighborhood and your community to reach out in his name. And over the summer, we've got several opportunities to invite. We've got the baptism service coming up. You're welcome to invite family and friends to that. Uh, We've got the Mega Sports Camp, later on Sam's got a bike rodeo planned, and we have worship every Sunday. I've discovered it comes every week. And, <laughs> and so there's all these opportunities for Jesus. And as Jesus sends us out today, when you leave today, don't just go out. Go out ready to reach out. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for this church and your love for it, your love for the people in it, and your love for the people around it. We pray that you will make us aware of um, the mission that you've given us and help us to keep it before us as we are talking with friends and family and, and neighbors. and We We just thank you that you're with us and you've promised to be with us so we don't have to do it in our own strength or our own power or our own enabling that you're the one that opens the doors and you're the one that helps us when you do to have the right words to say and we just trust you with all that God and and um, thank you for the ways you've used us in the past and offer ourselves again today we pray all these things in Jesus name and for his glory amen